Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So, in case you ain't know so, and welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So So. Coming to you live, y'all. The Dolphins get a big victory to end their season, but fire coach Flo. Heat bounced back on the road with two big victories, and the Panthers have won five out of their last six games, staying hot. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. did something today at work dog you worked nah That's a shocker nah, nah, i really knew besides that <laughs> oh, you didn't work i right. did something that makes else sense. you know because i heard like breaking news like around nine o'clock this morning that there was a job opening and i was like you know what if they're just hiring anybody nowadays i might as well just throw my hat into the ring and see what happens so you know tidied up the resume a little bit put some like nice little lettering put like a gold like border so it looks yeah, really yeah, nice, really nice, professional. Nice yeah, paper, man. you know, uh, some the resume teal, paper, some teal in there, some okay. orange yeah, in there. Yeah, show them you're passionate. That I'm, I'm, I'm committed, right, right, to the cause. Okay, and yeah, bro, that's what I did. So I pretty much yeah. put my hat in for the head coaching job at the Miami Dolphins because they decided to fire Coach Flo today. Wow. Yeah. You were inspired to, to apply for his job after he left? I mean, dog. That doesn't seem like much of a, of a supporter or a fan. That seems like a, more of a... Great benefits, Arnold. right? Great dental plan. Amazing 401k. The job pays well. You get to last, right, for three years and even gain more experience. I don't know. I mean, you're not guaranteed that's the that. average. You're not guaranteed that. No, you're not, but... I love that we're getting right into this. No, there's, dude, there's like... no time for us to really there's no chop time it for, up and for, catch up on our weekend. I had an excellent weekend. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. But, you know, that's how that's how shocking this news is to, to receive this. And while you were off on LinkedIn and CareerBuilder <laughs> and Monster.com applying for the Dolphins head coaching position, good luck with that. Thanks. I was leading a, a band of um, angry... Dolphins fans? Disgusted... Um, you know, just upset, sad, disappointed Dolphins fans, man. That you know, you know got to see uh, redemption. You know, in the in the later half of this twenty twenty one season. You know, after going one and seven, you know, we end up going on a seven game win streak. We lose one game. Basically, that game keeps us out of the playoffs this year. But we do finish with a winning record. We have a lot of good pieces moving forward. Of course, there are things we need to work on, which we have discussed at nauseum here on the show. But Coach Flo was one piece that we seemed to like. We we I I thought that we both agreed that right. he was a, a good Not locker just room us, guy. Everybody, Dolphins right? related, a good locker room guy, a good leader. He came up from a good you know coaching staff and the Patriots and stuff. Um, and, you know, the guy seemed to really mesh well with him and like him. So it, it was a matter of uh, you know betrayal almost. Like damn, I thought we had our guy, and then typical Dolphins. Okay, now typical Dolphins. We go ahead and we, we let go of our head coach, a guy that's going to land on his feet in anywhere. no time, anywhere in the league. Anywhere. He's going to secure a head coaching job, a guy that was just being talked about as a potential candidate for coach of the year. Right. And we let him go after our final game of the season, a division game that he leads us to victory. Not only that, a victory at home, a sweep of the Patriots, right? Four and two in our division this Four year. Four and two in our division. We, we lose twice to Buffalo. Okay. Probably one of the best teams in the AFC. Well, we swept our other two opponents. And we swept our other two opponents, right? And 
granted, he he lost seven games in a row, right? But he also didn't have his quarterback in there for five games. Yep, lost and, lost his quarterback game two of that, and, and that makes a huge difference, right? Now, if or, you tell sorry, me game one of that stretch, you sorry. lose that stretch, and two was there the whole time. That's a different story, but right. that's not that's not the that's case. not the case. When I saw it, you know, because I knew other coaches were going to get fired, right? Uh, Zimmer in Minnesota, we knew he was going to get fired. Right. The dude in Chicago, Nagy, he, we knew he out. was gonna, out, right? We knew the, that coaches were going to get fired. But when I saw Coach Flo's name there, and it was like, hey, Coach Flo is out, and I see the text, and I'm like, what? Yeah. What? How? How? On a Monday, Why? on a Monday where we beat the <laughs> Patriots. How do you get fired on your day off, Day man? off, dog. Legit day off. And these guys decide to fire him. Now, if you're a hardcore Dolphins fan, right, you're pissed off. If you're a, a, a fan that's kind of been wavering the last five, ten years, this doesn't surprise you and kind of pushes, pushes you towards the other side where you're like, I don't really care what happens with the Dolphins anymore. I'm done. I'm done investing with these guys. I'm done, like, worrying about the talent that they're getting, who's good, who's not, like... I'm done with that because the results never change. You know what I'm saying? How do you have how do you have back to back winning seasons as a coach with legit shit hands, right? Very lackluster offense talent, talent wise, right? On the offensive side of the football. But yet your defense gets built up to be so good where you guys can compensate for that. And and like we talked about on the show. They're not necessarily the best defense or top five defense in the NFL, but they're good enough to be in that top tier, top two tiers, right? To win you games if you're if you're close. Because we had we saw it in the Patriots game. Yep. Xavier Howard had the pick six. No, that, that game was one again, there's multiple games this season that, that we can say we won, won by this the game defense. because of defense. And it, it was either the defense starting it off, which in this case the they defense did. started it off. The you know I, I, the defensive, uh, the interception from Xavier Howard, and then running it back for you know the touchdown, and then to close out the game, defensive again another pick. Right. So you, you know, it, like it, it keeps us in the game. Is our defense to your point? As as it should, right? Because if the offense was better, we know that the defense would automatically be better, right? Right. We know that to be true. Um, and the game, the way we won the game, right? We end up beating the Patriots thirty three to twenty four. The way we won the game. Right, with making them stop, like getting big stops on third downs while they were driving in the fourth and stuff like that, because they were trying to come back the whole game. Of and credit, yeah. credit it was to a them. Three point game with two minutes left, exactly, I think, or something like that. You know, credit to them because they have a rookie quarterback. They have issues with their offense, and they were trying to find ways to find to attack us, and they did. They ran the ball on us, not so successfully, but you can tell that they used that one two punch of Harris and Stevenson. Stevenson got hurt that game though too. <clears throat> yeah, that kind of, that hurt him for that, sure. But 100%. but they were using that combo to to kind of get the offense rolling to help right. Mac Jones, right? right? Kind of like what the Dolphins did with Duke Johnson. We ran that boy, man. Duke had twenty five carries. Something we did not do consistently in that Tennessee game the previous week. I just, After, I just got off the phone with my boy Jose on the way here. We were just talking. He's like, hey, man, I listened last week's episode. I thought, you know, I, you guys made some good points, you know. Right. So I appreciate you, Jose, for checking it out. Um, but, yeah, he, you know, he, I was telling him, I'm like, yeah, man, that, that's my thing that upset me. And that game was the third and long situation. So how many third and longs do we have against the Titans? That he Why? Because we could have had a four-yard chunk play, give it to Duke Johnson, pick up four, five, six yards, okay, Maybe we don't do anything on second down. You go for a deep one or two, something happens, he throws it away. But now third down, you're working with third and manageable, not third and long. Even if, you, if he gets three yards per carry, 
that's still third and one. Every time. Every time. And well, that, no, no, I'm sorry. You'd be yeah, fourth and one at that point. Fourth and one, but whatever. You're still putting yourself in a position where you can go for it on manageable. fourth down. And it's still manageable. Yeah. Right? So I'm glad to see that come this week. You know, we ran the ball a little bit more successfully by giving the ball to the actual running backs. Lindsey was coming in and out Correct. too. He, they were he using well. Gaskin for the, like the short passes and the check downs and stuff like that. So... And even to it took advantage, backs a right? little bit more involved. He saw that these guys were having success running the ball, especially Duke Johnson. And he was like, you know what? There was a couple of times where finally, right, he scrambles and he runs for 10, 12, 20 yards for a first yes. down on a third down at yes. that. You know, those are the I things that. that we were looking for to Play be like. making ability, hit, would you call that? Yeah, but not two times a game, <laughs> right? I feel you. I feel you. It's nice to see because when I saw it, I was like, why can't you he can do, do that it. He can all do it. the time what? if you don't have yep, it? You can do it. On second down, on first down, if you don't have it, take off, Papo, especially if you're dropping back, right? It's better than you throwing. That's why I go with. And sometimes, it. look, we'll get into Tua later because there's a lot I want to point out. But, like, there's sometimes where, where he does things when he's trying to throw the ball where you're just like, homie. You're looking like a high schooler out there just trying mm. to trying to make something happen. Either you look composed and you make the throw that you can make or you can't, you know, and, and you tuck and run. But there's no shame in that. And he's, he did it effectively, and it led us to success on offense, right, a little bit. Uh, Waddle, again, broke the NFL rookie record for – Shout out to Jalen Waddle. Uh, most receptions in a year. The, t- the re- record was 101 by Anquan Bolden. Now Waddle ended the season with 104. A uh, thousand yard seasons, six touchdowns. Obviously, we have a great uh, playmaker on our hands. But the problem is, again, because of the limited offense, only averaged 9.8 yards of catch this year. So a lot of short yardage stuff. Not really seeing the explosiveness that we know that he has. Yeah, but I would be curious There's for you to, to go into that. I'd be curious for you to pull up yards after the catch for him. His yak? I, that's what I would really be curious to see because that's also another thing that I, I feel like we didn't get enough from Jalen Waddle. And I don't know if it was because of how defenses were covering him or they were playing us, you know, with their coverages. Um, but it was pretty much every time he caught the ball, from my recollection this season, he would get tackled immediately. And there, there wasn't really like, okay, it really only takes like breaking one maybe two tackles to right. like create a really big play and go and change it from, you know, a, a 10-yard catch to a 25- or 30-yard catch. Right. And I feel like, the, yeah, that's why I know you're pulling it up right now. I'm trying to buy some time here by rambling. But, um, yeah, man. It's, nah, it doesn't show up yet. But. We'll, we'll, we'll find that. We'll look that up. That's something. But, we'll just write it down. Yeah. You guys have to catch for, for um, a lot um, but even still, he's like, still a shining light. You know, he, everything that we saw, consistency. We know we can go to him, and he's going to make the catch that we need him to make on third down. Right. You know, when he goes for that slant across the middle, he's not afraid. No, he's he plays he's big. A, it's very obvious. It's very obvious that he's our best offensive player, 100%. and that he still has more to offer. I agree with that, hundred percent. Right? Like we know damn well that this kid has way more to offer because we've seen it. We saw him. We've seen him roll, run past defenders all the time and just maybe the ball doesn't get there. It's not an accurate throw, whatever the case may be. It's an overthrow, whatever. But we've seen Waddle put into a position where he can move down the field and be a threat, right? right? We've seen it. And any given down, any given play. Any time. And he's our, our offense, offensive best best player offensively. Jeez. You know? And it's, it's sad. We'll it's sad it. because he's a rookie. And we have guys that we paid money to. Right, guys that are looking for contracts in that wide receiver department. Um, it's really only one guy, though. Nah, it's 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 Fuller, right? It's, uh, Will, it's Fuller, Will Fuller is it's like Wilson. It's 
it's but none of those guys have guys. contracts except for Fuller and, and Parker, really. And yeah. you know, Fuller's been out. Whatever, he's not even a Dolphin. I don't consider him that guy. Just <laughs> that guy just came here for one game and he got hurt. And you know, he's not really a part of our team. We haven't seen him hurt his name. Nothing. Devontae Parker, though, he's he's always there. He's always in the game. But we can't say that he's worth what what we're paying. For. I mean, just we just can't. We can't say that he's worth the money that we're paying him because he's yeah. not producing what we thought he was going to produce. It makes sense that Waddle, I mean, he's a top five pick. I would expect him to be playing like this. This is what we wanted to see. Right. But you know, and, I agree. So, he so, is the best weapon we have on offense, hands down. Right. So the Dolphins win the game, right? Um, Duke Johnson has a good game. Waddle, good game. Tua didn't really impress, right? He was uh, 15 of 22 for 109 yards. Still left some question marks out there. Rough. It's rough to see that. Yeah. It's rough to see that because, again, the accuracy is this thing and all, all, that short yardage, short yardage, short yardage, and it, and the times that he does try to throw and let me tell it doesn't you, look great because this is what I was going to get into. Like, there are times where he's, like, jump throwing, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, like jumping and throwing. Unorthodox, yeah, um, he's not planted. And he's not planted or he's, like, looking for a weird angle. And I'm like, bro, if you had unlimited power in your arm, then I would – Accept that, right? I'd be like, fuck it, because you yeah. can make that throw anyway, right? Because yeah, he's fully healthy now, too. You expect that. I expect that. But One thing for me on his throwing, breaking down his, his throwing, is on the run, man. There's a few times where he's on the run, and he has a guy. And he'll hit. sometimes he'll hit that guy. But I feel like it's getting more often than not where when he's scrambling, he's it'll be a really low pat. There's nobody in front of him to bat it down or nothing, but he's just not making the the. He's not – Throwing the best ball on the run. It's almost like a 50-50 because I know exactly there was two plays, that, and I'm, I'm pretty sure if, when I mentioned it. kind of backed out by, by the end of the one of them. There was one that it was on the sideline, right, where he's running, and you can tell that the receiver could tell saw him that he was taking off towards left. So he's like, you know what, I'm going to push off field because I can get on top of the defender, and I know there's no safety up there because the play was to the other side. So he takes off left, and walk, and like I don't know who the receiver was, but they take off. And in a hurry, right, and Tua in a hurry to get rid of it, kind of just like throws in front, kind of like if he was expecting the guy to come back. So in my mind, when I saw that, I'm like, damn, he's never really thinking, go for the home run, get the home run, get the home run. You know what I mean? I feel like he's always thinking safe play, legit catch, safer percentage, which is okay, right, for a majority of the game. But any good quarterback who wants to be elite, you have to take shots downfield. Like, you have to. Even if the play isn't designed like that and it's a breakdown where you're scrambling and the wide receiver recognizes that you're scrambling and he starts to take off across field or downfield, take a shot. There are plenty of teams who just, like, we saw it in the Raiders Chargers game. The guy threw the ball downfield. Yeah. The guy wasn't even close, but they got a P.I. out of it. Right, exactly. You know what I, I blame, mean? Like, so, but I blame that on the on the offensive coordinators, Doug. Now, Going back to that, you know, I hear my grievances <clears throat> on that last week. Yeah. And, you know, Coach Flo's out today. You know, he, he was a scapegoat, right, because Chris Greer ain't going nowhere. Chris Greer drafted three, you know, first-round picks that, that has all produced. an extension. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's, he, they produced. We're talking J- Jalen Waddle, everything we just spoke about. Jalen Phillips. How many sacks did he finish the season with? He finished with eight. Let me just I'm, double I'm, check. I'm thinking it was around there, too, about eight, eight sacks or so, seven and a half, eight sacks, something like that. And then Javon Holland, man, we saw that he can play that safety position. He can rush. He can get sacks. He had huge he can get interceptions. He's a playmaker on defense, man. So Chris Greer from eight that that point, eight and a half. Look at that uh, for Jalen Phillips. Yep. So Chris Greer at this point has solidified himself as far as okay, I can draft. Nah, you see, er, time out. Er, 
Ref, let me get a 20-second timeout. Here's why I totally disagree with that, right? It's not Greer that's drafting him? I don't know. if We can't point out to say it's definitely Greer. Okay. Because, then, I, I, because here's my thing, right? We hear, we Before we even got to it, right, with the Chris Wilkins thing, it was like, damn, do they want him? Do, they, do we get him? Why do we get him? Why do and, and when we got him, there was a lot of questions about it. He didn't really play amazingly well on the field, right, his first year as a rookie. But now he's in year two, and he's a beast. He's a beast, right? Who really picked him? But Greer's going to take that credit. Same thing with Phillips. You know, Phillips had that shady background from UCLA when he got to Miami, and he was a hothead, and we drafted him, right? Kid gets here, can't even get on the field, but has to work hard, practice, all this stuff. And then, then he turns into a beast because we have a defensive coach. Is that really Greer? Saying like, oh, with a little bit of coaching, he can get there. Same thing with Holland. I feel like Holland came in and he would have started on almost any team that I, needed I, a safety. I agree. So, uh, we're, all right. So let me rephrase then. From a ownership standpoint, uh-huh. who do you give the credit to? The guy that you get along with, that you have a good relationship, that is your GM that you hired? Right. Uh, okay. Or... Or do you go with the coach that was, you know, I'm, I, I, I might be wrong on this, but I'm sure Greer brought in Coach Flo to coach to be the head coach of this team. They both did. And so my whole point is Greer wasn't going anywhere. But this is my thing. If anybody was going to go, they were going to go with Flo. And I read an article today, shout mm-hmm. out to my boy Gio for sharing this article from TheRinger.com, that kind of went into the fact that it wasn't Coach Flo's Coaching per se, it was his relationship or lack thereof with Chris Greer and Stephen Ross. Right. And that's what cost him the job ultimately. Right. But, but, but I'm going to go back to something you said earlier, right? You said um, who gets the credit, right, for the draft players, the players that we draft and how they end up turning out. Is it the coaches, strength coach, GM, who saw the talent, whatever, yeah. right? Who gets the credit? That's, that's very important, who gets the credit, obviously, right? It saves people's job. But at the same time, it's who gets the blame, right? There's that side of that, too, because we missed on a lot of picks, a lot of picks. There were a lot of players that we could have picked, right, that we didn't pick. A running back, that's in Pittsburgh. Okay. A quarterback. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask you that. A quarterback, that's in, that's in San Diego, right? There were offensive linemen that got picked in the second and third round that we ended up picking a cornerback that hasn't even seen the field yet. Like, those are things that I look at and say, those are big misses. Because we went into that draft last year with so many picks, and the year before with so many picks saying, okay, we're going to reload here, and we're going to hit on five of these seven, six of these seven, whatever the number was. You know what I'm saying? But when it's just the top picks that are just hitting, yeah, it's easy to hit on those top guys. Those guys I can't miss. You know, Holland was playing for a BCS potential championship two years ago for Oregon. Phillips was playing in the ACC against some of the best teams, right? Uh, what's this other dude? Waddle, he comes from the SEC. Was the number one wide receiver the year before. Like, yeah, he hit on them, but it wasn't like he was miss- hitting a target like this big. Okay. Dog was hitting a big target. I was like, Ugh. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm Listen, I also am questioning Chris Greer. But this is, I tie it into this. Like, w- when it comes to Coach Flo, right? He's the one who took the the, the, the chopping block, the right? He was the scapegoat. But at the same time, like I feel like they if they if one of them is going to get the credit or or like one of or they're going to share the credit for the players, then they need to share the blame. Of course, Chris Greer needs to be out. It's not, not because happen. not because it's not, we know it's not going to happen that's, because it's the same old Dolphins. Like that's what upsets us as fans down here, bro. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. At upset this me. point, no. At this point, I, I just don't care. Listen, <laughs> at this point, my two fingers 
are pointing in whatever direction Steven Ross is standing in. Yeah. I blame this yeah. on our yeah. owner, bro. Yeah. Steven yeah. Ross. For sure. He, 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 I, I, I give him full blame, bro. Starts Obviously. at the top. It's your fault, bro. <laughs> it's your fault. Robert Kraft, great owner. How many yeah. championships does that guy have? Yeah, and he was in the building All right, then. too. Um, yeah, but know? yeah, it, it definitely starts from the top because Steven has to say, damn, I can't just keep showing favor to Chris Gear because he's my boy and I like him or I trust him. That's not how this works. This is a, a professional, you know, stats driven type of environment. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you need to produce X. You need to win X. You need to, you know, keep a budget of X. And the Dolphins have done great things about it. You know, cap space. We're going to have a bunch of cap space. We've done a lot with some of the traffics that we've had. That's great. But it all hasn't been great. And it was supposed to get a lot better. And in the third year of having a coach who, like you said in the beginning, a lot of people have a lot of admiration for. They think that he's very smart. They think that he's a very tough coach, right, obviously. But he obviously brings the best out of their players. Um, Chris Wilkins even said it today because they made them available, him and Jerome Baker and somebody else, to um, to the media. And Chris Wilkins came out and said, yeah, he held us accountable. He wasn't the type of coach who was going to tell you you're doing great because you want to hear that. Right. He's the type of coach who's going to tell you, hey, you need to tighten up because the team needs you and you need to play better. That's right. And that's the type of coach that I would want here, dude. We did. We we had no so, quarrels with Coach Flo. You know yeah, we I mean? were we were questioning. So for people to say, oh, little but bit. He, he was rubbing Chris Gear. Who the hell is Chris Gear, and what type of success that he's can he back himself on? Where's the AFC East divisions? Yeah, bro. But listen, where's the wild card playoffs spots? What it comes down to, bro. What it comes down to, you ever watch a little show called The Wire? <laughs> you watch The Wire for real? Yeah, man, of course. We've talked about it. All right, so what is it that they're always alluding to? <clears throat> you got to have the evidence, bro. No, not the, they're, they're not about evidence internally as far as the politics go. Oh. Chain of command. Yeah. There's a chain of command, bro. And at the end of the day, Chris Greer is a GM. You're a coach. Unless you're Bill Belichick, like I referred to, or, or or somebody, you know, Sean Payton or, you know, somebody proven, a proven coach that has some say, the rank is always going is, is to, they're going to outrank you every time. For sure. And look, to, because we can go on and on and on. No, no, no. But, but this is, but like, here's my thing. If, if the GM is never going to change... Right then, as a Dolphins fan, how can you expect change? And as a Dolphins fan, how can you continue to say I'm going to invest my time into this franchise? I was arguing with my buddies today, like, yo, the Dolphins are not the most popular franchise anymore. They're not. They can have the hearts of all the old people and all this glory, seventy-two seasons. Football is king. The heat. When it comes down to money and the and the kids and the people under twenty-five year old who who care about sports in Miami. They don't care about the Dolphins like that. Right. Like like you and I did in the early, mid-90s. They right. don't care about that. They don't even, care about even that. Even the early 2000s, bro. Post because, Dan, after be, Dan Marino. Because since 2000, anybody who was born in 2000, any kid who was born in 2000 has just known 20 years of Dolphins. Misery. Mi- misery and, and mediocrity. And, and all of us, older generations, talking about how shitty... The directions that we go in. But in the meantime, the, the Heat have won three championships. Yep. We've Constantly seen, making we've seen the playoffs. Mickey Harrison, a great owner. Signing players. Mickey Harrison, a great owner. Yep. Great relationship with his president of basketball operations, yep. who is 
Pat Riley, one of the greatest coaches and, and presidents and GMs of all time in basketball. He's the GOAT. And throw in Coach Spolstra, who's somebody homegrown from inside on orthodox route to become the head coach. But yeah. guess what? The guy has two championships under his belt, and he's taken the, the, his Heat teams to five NBA finals. No, and he's only had like two losing seasons. Not many coaches seasons. can 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 say that, right? So The Dolphins it's, can't it's a, say it's that. It's everything. It starts at the top. Mickey Harrison. All right, I don't know basketball. I have money. Let me go get the guy that knows basketball. Correct. Who is that? Pat Riley. Pat Riley says, I'm going to go ahead and breed this guy. I'm going to make him, you know, my my." Just the chain, uh, it's like you said, the chain of command works for the there, Heat. There, in that instance, yes. Why the hell does it not work? And we've had several say, owners. We've and, and it's not, we can't even say like, oh, but it's Ross. No, because we can look at all of our owners so check me out. since Heisenga, right? Right. To be like, yo, what nobody we, knows, nobody, nobody in the building knows what they're doing. <laughs> right. But uh, you know what the thing it comes down to is ego, right? Because back to that article from The Ringer. Um, they were also saying that they had beef because of the whole Tua situation, the quarterback situation. And it's, so it seems to me like, and, I, and we need to get more information on this, but you know, kind of what I've inferred is like Ross and Greer were heavy in on the Deshaun Watson situation and wanting to make that change. Right. But Coach Flo was standing behind Tua going, this kid's got what it takes to, for our team to make it to the playoffs and beyond. And Technically, he was right. And, and I and I agree with that decision, but I, that right there, if that is true, supposedly according to the article, that is what uh, like kind of caused the rift in their relationship. I get that, bro. But they were know, they were not on the same page anymore. I understand that, but look, but look, it goes back to what type of success has Greer had making those decisions? Yeah, especially, I, I agree, dude. I'm especially not with that. like top ten picks, top fifteen picks, top twenty picks, bro. We can go down the list of how many times we've missed, right? Right, And this guy's been in the organization for 20, 20 years already, dog. Like, we know his track record. We know what he's about. We know, like, what we've gotten from yep. him. You know what I'm saying? Like, but with Flo, we saw an immediate improvement. Our defense went back to where the levels were. We were like, damn, look, we got corners again. Wow. We, we found linebackers. Wow. We actually have a D-line. Wow. That's where the defense was trending yep. up, right? Yep. And the issue was on and the offensive side. And he's a defensive-minded coach, so that translated. Mm-hmm. That made sense. But, again, that's why I go back to our offensive coordinators, bro. That, is, that was a downfall, and we didn't see a change there. Maybe we'll see a change. I, I don't know. It. But my, my question to you then, Flo, uh, so, is now with this decision to remove Coach Flo, what's next for the Dolphins? Where do we go? They're, well, they're saying they want to go ahead and go in the direction of, of somebody that's going to mm-hmm. be offensive-minded to help Tua. But then, does our defense suffer? Can we maintain that? Are, are you know what's the what do you think the locker room's going through right now? How do you think they're feeling? And you know where do we go from here? It, it starts with Tua, right? Because if you think about it, we need Tua, right? In order, not that we need Tua, but we need to figure out what we're going to do with Tua, right? Are we going to move in a direction where we say we're done with you, or we're going to keep you? And we can't even make that decision right now because all we know is that whoever the GM hires, whoever the coach, the owner hires, right, they're going to have to come in and work with Tua. The whole Deshaun Watson thing was tied to Flores, and he wanted to play for Flores, and that was that whole rumor, right? Now Flores is out. What's the point of Watson coming here to play with Greer? And you know what I mean? Like, and his guy's not here. Bring the right coach for him. I don't know. I guess. But we don't know who the right coach is, no. right? They, the first name that jumped out of everybody's mouth was Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh. Which I, I, I don't care for Jim Harbaugh. Stay your ass in Michigan, Not bro. only, he's a good coach. Keep your shirt on. We know he's a good coach. In we college. Know. 
No, he's a good coach. He, he knows football. He comes from Niners. a football family, yeah. dog. Like, he knows football, right? Like, is he going to be the coach to take us to success? I don't think Maybe, so. Maybe. But so. anybody who's working with Chris Greer <laughs> is going to be handcuffed a little bit, right? Because Greer's going to say, hey, <laughs> this guy is like my poppy, and he's not getting rid of me, so we're playing by my rules here. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that coach is great, but it doesn't work out because of the GM. We don't know that. Right? So, Harbaugh is definitely out. Ross even came out and said it. Harbaugh, I'm not pulling him from Michigan. If he wants to leave, he goes somewhere else, but I'm, I'm not pulling him from Michigan, right? Do we go after Zimmer, who just lost his job at the Vikings? He, they struggled in Minnesota. Yeah, and they struggled in Minnesota offensively, too. You know what I'm saying? And they had a bunch of talent, and they paid guys. Paid cousins, you know what I mean? And they still have that one cooked, and they still can't figure it out over there. But, again, it goes back to, like, Coach Floyd and why you get rid of him in the first place because he, he's going to be one of the best candidates. Yeah. You're not going to – like, I heard somebody say, oh, but Dabo Sweeney might come. I'm like, why would – maybe Dabo leaves Clemson because it's doing bad right now, maybe. But how much money are you going to throw not, at Dabo to come there, on there here and are, fix something? There aren't many Pete Carrolls out there, bro. They're not, man. There are, look at what happened with Saban. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah We're going to do that amazing again. things with Bama. But he couldn't hack it in the NFL, which is why he did what he did to us. All right, so the the you know you can do well in college. It just not, doesn't mean it's going to translate to the pros. Absolutely, we not. saw that with Urban Meyer. Absolutely, just one, one season, right? Jeez, you know what I'm and saying? That was so embarrassing, bro. I, I, that's why a guy like Flores, who came from a thriving system, right? Yeah. So, so a team, an organization that all they knew was winning. He was a defensive coordinator for them, right? Yeah, for the Patriots At, for ten years. And he, this was his first head coaching job. It's, it's, so, like, that goes to show you, like, I, I think he had better success. I mean, well, no, you can see it. Then, then Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer was a head coach, has been a head coach all his life, basically. Championships in college and all that stuff. He didn't have what it took to get his team together in the NFL. Bro, back-to-back winning records, son. Back-to-back. But, yeah, you notice that but backhanded, you don't the, the backhanded stat on the, on the, on the, the, on the statement. No, the sta- the yeah the statement that the Dolphins released said mm-hmm. his record, which was twenty four and twenty five. Right, he was one game under five hundred. You know, and like it was kind of a, like backhanded. I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. And 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 he was still more successful. Justi- that's how you're trying to justify your decision. And he was still more successful than the previous two coaches. Yeah, that's how my that's that's the point, dog. Again, it's just a bad franchise making bad moves, getting worse, getting worse. Right, and it's and it's tough to watch, dog. It's really tough to watch. You know what I'm saying? Because this team could have been in the playoffs. Maybe Tua could have been enough to bring this team into the playoffs. That much is evident, bro. You're one telling game me difference, bro. Really? Two games? No, one we, game. We won the I, Patriots game. No, no, no. Forget about that, man. One, just, just one game. Yeah, everything broke out for the Dolphins that, that they needed to. Right, the previous week. But what I'm saying is, like, there were three games that we would have. We out of those three, we probably would have won two of those games, and. And we, we would have been in the playoffs, right? The Atlanta game, the Colts game, and the Jacksonville game. Out of those three games, we went two playoffs yep. without a worry, right? And it's like, damn, that's how small the margin is. For error. For error. Yeah, absolutely right. And we still fire flow. It, it don't make no sense because from everything that I was reading today on Twitter, everything, it was like, well, this move only happens if they have a coach in mind, right? <clears throat> Not if you're the Dolphins. This is prior to Ross coming out and talking, right? Prior to this. And everybody's tweeting about it, tweeting about it. And Ross is like, first thing he says, no, we don't really have nobody in mind right now. (laughs) What? Tell me that you have candidates that you guys are looking into extensively. You know what I mean? Like something. 
But you they, just told your guys. That was personal. That's why I say it. that was personal. Yeah, but it looks the stupid. The day right after the last game of the season. Like, you're not even going to give them a week, two weeks. You're not going to wait to see what other candidates field, are out dog. there. Left field, dog. That, that is. That is, bro. That is. It's and, so and, disrespectful, and it sucks, man. It sucks because I feel like he had the respect not only of the players, man, but of the fans. I think yeah. I feel like we, the fans... We we liked Coach Flo, but best of luck to you, Coach Flo. Uh, lots he's gonna of get success picked up wherever ASAP. you end up. Yep, he's gonna end up somewhere. So lots of success coming your way now that you're no longer. Uh, and, and now the in, Dolphins in shithole go back into what they're the best at: the off season, baby. Just off season all, hype, all that off season hype and drama. Get ready for it. Get ready to enjoy that every day. Checking your Twitter and so sports with so so feed because. Mm-hmm. Every day is going to be a new candidate until we sign a coach. This is going to be the last time we talk about the Dolphins for a little while, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, I hope. Unless any breaking news comes about. Obviously, we'll always cover any of that and yeah. let you know how we feel. But, um, but this yeah, team, we got bro, the draft to look forward frustrated, to. Frustrated. And uh, that's about it for right that's now. That's it. We're and frustrated. Even, we're hurt. We're disappointed. Even though we ended off on a high note with a win against the Patriots at home, 4-2. I mean, I'm not going to keep going. What a killer, dog. It just kills our mood Monday morning, you know, to, to you know wake up and, and see that the head coach got fired. Like, hey, wait till 5 o'clock, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, they just, as soon as he came in here, like, yo, pack your shit. Everybody was so freaking surprised, dog. How? That's wild. How, dog? That's wild. But whatever. You know what? We got we to gotta get off this negativity of Coach Flo getting fired, dog, because the Dolphins are going to do what the Dolphins do, baby, and that's frustrate Dolphins fans. Always. So, <laughs> we're going to move on to something a little bit more positive that we saw over the weekend, and that was the Miami Heat, man, bouncing back on the road, uh, getting two big victories, one in Portland, one in Phoenix, and both were really impressive, man, because in, in both games, we ended up winning by double digits, but throughout the game, we controlled most of it, right? right? And that was really nice to see, man, because we had talked about them really getting something out of this um, road trip in order in order to make a difference into the East, right? Right. And right now, they've they've won, what, Three and one since we've last been on the road, right? On this road trip, they, the one game that they lost was to Golden State, mm-hmm. which is the best team in the NBA. And that weird loss against the Kings. weird loss, yeah. But that was before that, right? Um, that was the first game, though, wasn't it? The wasn't the Kings game the first one of that road trip? I think it was two back to back losses. So we lost to the Kings. That was a weird one, and then we go into Golden State, and then we end up losing that one. But then we bounce back against the Trailblazers. I think so. Yeah, those two losses were back to back. Right. Yeah, so they improved. That was that weird one. Was no, three and two. Three and two on the road trip, which is still good, yeah, right, yeah. for a West Coast above road 500, trip. Above 500, yeah. Above 500 with a chance to make it even more better because uh, – Even better. better, right. <laughs> even better because we can still beat Atlanta on the road, right? That's yes, the last sir. game of the of the road trip um, before we start our little homestand. Um, but in the in the Portland game, I want to I highlight two things, right? Max Struess – has really come into his own, bro. Like, we talk about him being an unlikely hero for us. We're going to have to get him out of that club, dog, because this guy's getting way more consistent every single time he plays. And it's amazing to see his development because I feel like that he always finds guys, man. We always find a way to find a guy to give us a lot for nothing. Like, that guy barely makes a million dollars, I bet, bro. You know what I mean? Like, He's a guy who was probably overlooked a million times over, but the Heat found a way to be like, yeah, you know what? We can develop you, and we can use you, young man. Yep. This guy's been killing it, bro. In his last 10 games, averaging 20 points per, per game, 30 minutes, um, even with shooting 48% from the, free throw, from the field, right? Field goal percentage, and 44%. From three-point? From three-point. Nice. 
That's that's really really nice. While adding four point five rebounds. Anytime you're above forty percent, dude. Yeah, 40, like forty two percent. Like you're you're out there doing your thing, you know. And the kid's I'm, got a stroke, man. The struce is loose. He's loose, and bro. the kid's got the juice. <laughs> but but it's just again mind blowing to see how the he can just find these guys, right? Right. And and him specifically because he's taking advantage in that game against Portland. Lowry has that weird ejection where he oh like my goodness passes the that ball was, to the ref and his feelings got hurt and then it was like his second tech and it was like early yo, in the second quarter or midway whack. in the second quarter he so gets whack. kicked out of the game that day that was ridiculous to see that and then um but but look Drew stepped up twenty five points yeah. you know seven of thirteen from the from the three point line killing it huge killing That's it production son. And we NBA don't NBA production absolutely, and you know Omar Yurts even this guy I gotta got like I don't know what we're gonna do another guy that this Heat just find out of nowhere mm-hmm. to say hey big man come in here and he's dominate been, he's been huge we talked about him last week huge in the in the absence of Bam fourteen and sixteen fourteen point sixteen rebounds five offensively on the, in that game against Portland that's a beast. That's Huge. him putting in work, yep. not just him lugging around, trying to just... Getting lucky, no right. shot. No, this dude is actively working right. to get rebounds. He goes after every single one. And you, you can see it. You know, ever since he started playing more minutes, you know, him, uh, P.J. Tucker, uh, Caleb Martin, uh, Strews, Hero, all those guys played 30 minutes or more in that in that Portland game. Yeah, we need it. We're and, signing guys to 10-day contracts. Should we hit up Mario Chalmers? Yeah, man. And it's sad. <laughs> my dog hasn't even got a minute. Dog. Nah, he won't, dog. He nah, won't. he won't. He won't. He won't. But, you know, you follow that up. And, you know, in that game, we had a rough night for Hero, right? Hero really struggled. He was 5 for 23, mm-hmm. which is rough, mm-hmm. right? But when you're a shooter, you're going to have That's those gonna nights. Look gonna at, have look those at nights. Steph Curry. Steph Curry just went through a little Me personally, where, I think, uh, yeah. He was Curry, struggling. He, he was, man. And me personally, I think it was Nurek that got into Hero's head when he kind of like baby tapped him, you know what I'm saying, in the third quarter. And I was like, damn. We got it in his head? Yeah, man. You I think was, he doesn't do well with confrontation? I think it, it can drive him, right? But it can also drive him to exhaust himself, right? Mm. 23 shots in a game for Hero is a lot. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot. You can tell he was frustrated and really trying to see them bounce back. fall through, yeah. yeah. And look, he did bounce back, you know, the next game That's against, what I was say. against, against Phoenix. Phoenix he, he balled out. Yo, Talk to me about out. stats. What did he have in that game? Dog had 33 points on 12 or 20 shooting, 3 or 4 from the 3. 20 shots, still a lot, but... I mean, but like, a lot of them were efficient. efficient shots. He had a lot of layups, a couple of dunks, a couple of fast break dunks. You know what I mean? Um, and just smart decisions where he's like bouncing, coming in off a three point line to take an easier jumper, mid range jumper. Um, that game, surprisingly enough, it was good to see Duncan get back into a rhythm, bro, because he got back to 500 from uh, the three point line, eight of 16, ended up with 27 points. And we needed all of them in the second and third quarter to kind of like separate ourselves, right, from Phoenix because they are a good team they're, Dude, they're a really really good team they're defending what western conference <laughs> champions all right? right they were one or a couple yep. games away from the the being champions this year yep. and they have one of the best records in the nba i mean that was a game that honestly if you would have asked me i'm like I, I don't know i don't know if the heat are gonna gonna pull this one out yeah and and, and you would have accepted the that blazers loss, game was right? one thing because mccullum was out and so it was, so was dame yeah 
So that's one thing. All right, you know, hey, I know we're thin, but they're even go out thinner. there and win that game, right? But, but the you know against Phoenix, man, that was that was that was a huge win. It was such a surprise to see them get a quick start. You know what I mean? And we even broke a record, a heat record for most three pointers in the half. We hit fifteen threes. In oh a no, half. shit! I didn't know yeah, that, Yeah, bro. Um, it's, it's crazy. You know that's, what I mean? That's that is that's wild. on fire. But a lot of that was Hero and Duncan. You know what I mean? Um. But when you ha- when you can count on those guys, it's it's so much easier for the Heat to win because like you, everybody else had double digits, right? Eleven, fourteen. Um, Lowry had fourteen points, but even more important, thirteen assists, right? Big Yurt, he only had seven points, but he had fourteen rebounds, Huge. sixteen rebounds. Excuse me, you know, be- <laughs> became the first rookie since Shaq to have fifteen plus rebounds in four straight games. Damn, Shaquille O'Neal. Google that name if you that's haven't heard crazy. of him. Those, damn, that's that's big. That's a big comparison right there. But my dog's coming in to put in work, and he has nice footwork, bro. Let me tell he you, he does, dog. You watch him play. He he like he for a big man, he moves around pretty fluidly. Yeah, man, and and again, like you love to see the energy that he plays with. You love to see the grit that these guys are playing with him, Martin, Strews, uh, Vincent. We love to see these guys on the court because I feel like they're giving everything they got and they're really trying hard to make the most of their minutes. And not having Jimmy, not having Bam, um, missing Hero for a little stretch, Duncan not really playing the best his season, Lowry not really putting up the amount of points that we know he can put up when, whenever we need him to, right? But yet these guys have found a way to contribute night in, night out, night in, night out. Leading the Heat to the 25-15 and 15 record, dog. Like 10 games over five hundred. If you would have told me that, like last year, hey, 40 games in, you're 25 and 15, you're taking that, but you're playing Struess, <laughs> Caleb Martin a lot, you're playing Omar Yurtsev, yeah. you're like, who the you hell are these guys? You don't have Jimmy and you don't got Bam. Yeah, it's and like, you're like, what? what? How? How are we 25 and 15 then if we don't got those guys? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy. And a lot of that goes to what we talked about with the Dolphins and, and their, you know, chain of command. The Heat's chain of command is in, impeccable. From Spo to Riley, Riley yeah. to, to Harrison, and even with um, it's uh, it's wait, what's the word? Uh, it's synergy. They have a great synergy <laughs> at the Heat organization. They definitely do, bro. They definitely do because you see, you see it in the success, man. Spo gets the most out of all his players, yeah. right? And that staff finds ways to find guys who are overlooked to come in and have an impact. Because say whatever you want about um, Yurtsevin and what type of contract he's going to get, and blah blah blah. Right now, he's producing like an NBA center, like an all-star NBA center in this little small stretch, mm. right? So is Max Drews. In these last 10 games, if he's averaging 20 points, there's a lot of guys in the NBA that don't even average 20 points, right? And this dude has done that in his last 10. Uh, we see Hero averaging 20 or more points a game this year. Huge jump from the season that he had before, right, where he kind of struggled. We're seeing the Heat really develop their young talent to match everything else. And be the main part of us winning. Again, those guys stepping up is what makes the difference for us right now. Because Jimmy's not going to come back immediately from that ankle injury. We know that. We talked about Bam. We still haven't seen any type of dates thrown out there. Spo says he's working. even a teaser. Nothing. Nothing. There's like literally very little news about Bam and him coming back. Also no news on Oladipo. Still waiting for that to come back. But even even with all of that happening, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about this Heat team, man. If you've been keeping up with the Heat, if you've been watching what they're doing through these first 40 games, you know, you've seen seen us lose these guys. You've seen other guys have to step up. And it's it's definitely – it's definitely a beacon of hope, man. It's like, shit, if we can do this with the team that we've had for the last month and a half, two months – 
I can't wait till we're firing on all cylinders and we have all of our main pieces, you know, in play, and then all of these other guys that are just complimenting them, you know, yeah, role playing, you know, role players doing right. their doing their part. But they're they're doing it in big games too. I don't want you guys to just think that we're beating whatever teams left and right. No, we're nine and three against some of the best teams in the in both conferences, the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Right, we're two and zero against Chicago, who's number one in the East. Right. Two, Huge right there. One and zero against Brooklyn, who's number two in the East. Right. Mm-hmm. Two and one, we split. We won the season series against Milwaukee, who's behind us right now in the fourth spot. And then against the West Coast, zero and one against uh, Golden State. Okay, I mean, st- we still got to play them one more time. NBA, That's okay. Arguably. One and zero against Phoenix. Two and zero going against Utah, where we sweep that series. Right, yep. and we're also one and one against Memphis. Those are Those big are opponents. Playoff teams. Teams, not only playoff teams, teams that you expect to be in those t- final four teams to get into the Eastern Conference or Western Conference Championship or even the NBA Finals, right? Because Golden State's up there, Phoenix is up there, Chicago's up there, Brooklyn is up there, Milwaukee's up there. We did lose to Denver. We did lose to Denver, and that's okay. You know what I mean? You all right, buddy? Bro, I don't, I'm right. tired. It's all been right. a long day. I know. I'm sorry. I'm being honest. It's all right, baby. I'm still engaged, um, there, is, I promise you, I'm still here. Yeah, good. We got a little <laughs> bit to go. Yes, sir. Um, but, yeah, Doug, it's, it's been really encouraging to see how the, the Heat have survived and really rise above the challenges that they face this year in order to have such a good record, man. Because, again, 25 and 15, that's nothing to sniff at in the East, um, especially when you look at the amount of games that Jimmy and Bam has missed, man. It's, right. it's crazy. And then for me, Spo never gets enough credit. That guy deserves a Coach of the Year award at some point um, because there's no way this man goes over 16, 17 years as our coach has have so many accolades, so much success, so championships, like over and over and over again and not get one Coach of the Year like sniff or, or like a real vote, you know, where he got like 15 votes right. or some shit like that. My dog needs to, to they get gotta put some respect on it. They his gotta name. put some more respect on my dog Spo's name. So the Sposter Nostra, baby. What do we got? What's next for the Heat, bro? A nice little home stretch, man. We got this game against Atlanta on Wednesday, right? And then we play them on the flip side again Friday at, at home. home. Okay. Saturday we play against Philadelphia, and then on Monday we'll be playing against Toronto. So we play Friday and Saturday. Back to back at home. Yeah. Okay. Against two again. Uh, Eastern Conference playoff teams. Atlanta, we expect to be there at some point. They're gonna they're gonna improve. Uh, Philadelphia, we expect them to improve and be in that playoff hunt. And Toronto as well. You know what I mean? Like those are three teams that have enough depth, enough talent to really give the Heat a tough challenge, right? But we got to continue to win games at home. We've been amazing at home, and we got to really keep that that going because it's it's really gonna come in handy. I'm looking know? I'm looking forward to that uh that Philly matchup. We with, get three uh, out of Joel these next four and, and Big Yurts. Oh man, my dog Yurts is we never have an down. answer for Joel and Bede. No nope. So I'm curious to see how this one goes. How that one's gonna yeah. be an interesting matchup, man. Because yep. Yurts has done it against some of the best so far. And you're right, that Embiid matchup will be nice, man. It's definitely something to look forward to. Yes, so sir. make sure you guys are tuned in for that. Um, before we wrap up, bro, let's let's talk some Panthers, man, because they've won five out of the last six games ever since they come back from that COVID break, Christmas yep. break that they had. We talked about it, came back revamped, dude. It's it's incredible, and they're winning thrilling games. You know what I mean? And more importantly, we've seen the improvement defensively, right, which has led to them winning more games. A lot of the times, we talked about them losing a lot of games because they were playing shorthanded or causing a lot of penalties, where we're giving up, um, you know, having men on the ice or giving up penalties in bad spots or really playing bad offensively where we can't make up for it defensively. And since that break, bro, I don't know what it was, 
but I'm glad that coach figured it out because he's obviously got this team in the right direction now. Like I said, one have five out of the last uh, six games. Beat a good Calgary team. Six Hold two. on, you can't just you just can't skim over that. We've won five out of our last six games. Yeah, yeah. And the one game that we lost was an overtime shootout, six five. So it against just, Dallas. So, so that just came. That it wasn't on even, the road. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> but I know we we've had some great wins. Yes. In those five, they they haven't been just no know, the, easy, easy wins. Correct. The the two most impressive wins, in my opinion, have been against the Calgary. Overtime. Right and the overtime thriller that we just beat Carolina. That was, um, that was probably my favorite yo, out of those. Duclair. God, yo, we can't this talk guy. about this guy enough, bro. And 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 you know, obviously in the in the hockey world, the guy the guy's definitely getting his shine on. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But man, Dude's every single time that like he's playing, it's like you can tell the difference that he just makes. I called him a glue guy, and I was like, damn, that's kind of disrespectful because he's a little bit more than that. He's definitely. A playmaker, a guy who is reliable, smart, right? Real, real sound defensively and yeah. never loses his composure, right? There's other guys who can get carried away or whatnot, but Declare always keeps a cool head, man. You can tell the, he has a high IQ. Yeah. Like bro, a high just, hockey IQ. Yes, bro. And I don't even, like, I'm not a, again, I'm not a. But you're just hockey, looking at him play. You know, yeah, I'm just watching him play from, you know, a casual fan's perspective. And, like, I can just, he, he commands the ice when he's out there. Dude's you know? sick. It's just he makes the right plays. He, he's, he, he has good decision making when he's out there. And he's athletic as shit, bro. Yeah, I'd be curious to see that guy play other sports. I would love to see that, right? Like, if they did the rock and jog back in the days, like me? M- Yo, MTV, right? Me, like, put him on, you know, like, put, put him on the court. Put him in the court. Put, give him a basketball. I'm sure he could dunk. I'm sure that guy can dunk a basketball. I'm sure he could dunk a basketball, dog, because he looks athletic as hell, man. Um, more importantly for the Panthers is, like, it's so crazy how they have such a good group of talent. Yeah. Not, like, just regular talent or, like, good guy talent. Real high-level NHL caliber talent yeah. you know what i mean because any night it could be hornquist with and two they, goals and they bark well off with two goals yeah they all that's of them the do. big thing all it's of not them. that there's a bad synergy <laughs> you feel me now you're catching on you know synergy. they have they just have a really good put that word right here on the yeah, bottom well, uh, it'll come up. yeah um they just they, they mesh well man and yeah to your point you know it's, they pick each other up you know it's not it's not just your usual it's not you know just bennett ekblad you know it's it you got guys in and out that are contributing on, on you know all all facets of the game. Absolutely, we talked about Duclair, Hornquist with two goals, Barkov with two goals. Uh, even the two goalies between Spencer Knight and Bark and Barkov, Big Bob had forty three saves, forty seven, excuse me, against Cal- Calgary, forty seven saves. Dog, busy night, busy night. Calgary you know, wasn't. I'm out. sure his freaking shins were on fire. You know what I mean? But that's just. Are one of our two goalies, and that's the level that these guys play at. They're used to training at and practicing at, and like that's the level of excellency that they hold each other accountable to, right? If I'm not saying that the the, the Panthers are definitely as an organization, as a team, right, as a talent level, they're definitely trending up, right? Dare I say, if they are able to make a run like this, five, ten years, where they're putting up these type of performances where you're one of the best teams in the NHL year in, year out, right? You're the number one team, and you're making the third round of the playoffs. You're fighting for an NHL Stanley Cup. It's going to change the way that people look at sports down here because we know football is king. Sports or hockey? Sports in general because people are going to tune in to winning, especially down here in Florida. That's our thing, right? Winning. 
Heat are winning. Panthers winning, right? If those two things get going, people are going to pay more attention to that. Like, I don't know about you, but I've noticed that those Panthers games are getting a little bit more filled. That stadium's getting a little bit more packed on a Thursday, that arena. You know what I'm saying? On a random Tuesday to go see the Carolina uh, Hurricanes or the St. Louis Blues. You know what I mean? And granted, that last Dolphins game was at home. Didn't look packed to me. Last game of the season, there's nothing to play for, all that stuff. But it wasn't packed. In 1993, that shit would have been packed. No, for sure. 1998, that shit would have been packed. Joe Robbie was bumping. Now it's not. Yep. Heat Arena packed on a Tuesday. Heat Arena packed on a Thursday. Any day of the week. Any day of the week. Don't matter what day, what time. That's packed. $100 tickets. You know what I mean? People are going to look at sports differently down here in South Florida if things don't change for for in the positive way like they are for other franchises, like for the Dolphins. Heat, again, trending up. Panthers, trending up. Even Hurricanes football. Hurricanes basketball with a huge upset against Duke, right? Nine straight victories. Uh, One of the best teams in the ACC. And they're still not ranked, but they're trending up. That program, since Coach Laranega has gotten here, has been trending up. A lot of these things are trending up, except for the one that most people care about, which is the Dolphins. Yeah, this is a football town, you know. Always up and down. Traditionally. Give it another 15 years or 20 years of that mediocrity, and we turn into the Browns, or we turn into whoever you want to call it. And I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. But that's just my opinion. The Dolphins got to wake up. Got to win. Gotta going back up. to the Panthers, Panthers got to win too, man. Yeah, they man. Gotta, gotta, you talk about, you know, five, ten years could potentially, you know, change the landscape of professional sports in South Florida. But it really starts with the first championship, and they need it. They, they need it. They need it, man. This they, is the team. This yeah. is the team right here. So, But they're definitely on a mission. You know what I mean? Five or six. Um, we can tell that they know how to bounce back. They got three other home games coming up against Vancouver, Dallas, and Columbus. All games that they should win. You you win those three games, you're talking about eight out of nine, a huge streak, and now you're, again, putting a dominant performance and separating yourself from the rest of the pack in the NHL. You're trending towards that championship. It's bound to happen. That second-round thing is bound to happen. That championship round is bound to happen for yep. this team. Like, we feel it. And we I've, I got a feeling that we're going to cover it this year. So it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. But uh, let's wrap this up, man, because – before, Dolphins, we, before we get out of here, what do you want to talk? Know, you know I'm a big golf guy. Bring it up then, cuz. All right. And you know I got to be the one to talk about this. Golf is back, baby. It's back. Officially back. Golf is officially back. Officially Professional back. golf. I mean, it never left. It's always pretty much year round. Right. But, you know, once the January tournaments that hits, people care about. Right. You get that first week, you have uh, what just happened, which was a century tournament of champions out in Hawaii. So you got primetime golf instead right. of having it at like, you know, early in the day before five, you're getting it like a five o'clock, like, you know, five to eight or whatever right. it is. And you're getting to watch it at night. That's nice. Super the cool. course is sick. So you're watching Super on TV nice. and like the views are just out of hand. It's a wide, bro. And then not to mention, <laughs> I mean, what an incredible tournament this past, this past weekend, man. Yeah, man. Cameron Smith ended up winning ultimately, but the he had mullet. to battle. Yeah, the bullet man. Um, he had to battle out the world number one to, to win it. And he only won by one stroke. So- Impressive victory. So golf is back. That's all I wanted to say. I wanted to shout good. out Cameron Smith and John Rom. But, but you who, know what? He played like, an incredible, you know, tournament. Yeah, man. And he was rocking his sweet, sweet mullet, bro. Bringing that flair. Those, those golden locks. The bringing that flair to the golf course, man. Some people hate him. Yeah, whatever. I, I, I like him. I like Cam Smith. Hey, I'm, we're new school. You know what I mean? But I was going to say, like, golf in the river really dies around it because we talk about it so much. We play it so often. We watch it so often. So it's definitely around us. So well, it's not the, out of the, the importance to bring it up is to remind people that the Masters is only two months away. And yep. that's really all we care about. Will we see Tiger? <sighs> 
Cross your fingers. <laughs> there's, this, there's, Why not? There is speculation that he, you know that's the main tournament. That is the tournament, you know. And if there's one if tournament that he plays this year, play the Masters. It most likely would be the Masters, but we don't know if he's going to be ready to do four rounds walking. Um, you know, because the, the Masters is not going to give him an exemption for that's messed a card. up. He's Tiger Woods. So. Yeah, but it's the fucking Masters, dog. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, it's Augusta. <laughs> so you know, there's a there. You know, it is what it is. Baby. It is what it is. Bro. You want to play here or not? <laughs> so it's a matter. And then you know, there's a lot of hills and stuff. So yeah. you know, he he's. We'll see. He, yeah, but we but, all know what happened. But he's probably training towards that. I'm I'm positive Absolutely. that like within him, he that's like the tournament he definitely wants. And he to play. he looked great in the PNC when the, he just played Correct, here in Orlando with, with Charlie. Um, you know, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. But anyways, golf is back. Master's I'm excited. Time, almost. Um. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. We'll play. I'm, I'm gonna be on it. I'm gonna you know keep you guys. We're gonna keep the golf talk going, and we're gonna play around pretty soon before the we month is over. To. We are overdue. We're overdue most for a couple definitely. things, but the most thing we're overdue for is this closing. So let's yeah. tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend to tell one more friend to tell one more friend about this amazing podcast, guys. Seriously, where else are you getting a Miami-based sports podcast? And we love the feedback. If you guys are loving the show, do like my boy Jose, man, and shoot us a text or give us a call. And be like, yo, I, I like whatever you said last week about this and this, and give us your two cents. We'll shout you out, man. This Absolutely. is what keeps it going. Just we like got a this, family. Shout out to Amin for dropping comments on the YouTube video, man. My dog is always Everybody. checking it out and dropping comments. And when you drop comments on that YouTube video and you subscribe, guess what? We're gonna shout you out. So make sure it, you hit man. that subscribe button, hit that like button, hit that follow button, <laughs> and that comment button, and get on the Sports with So So podcast. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Peace.